Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the 1994 Holland, Michigan UFO sighting. That's correct. The 1994 Holland, Michigan UFO sighting. Now, it looks like this sighting is going to be on Netflix as part of their Unsolved Mysteries series. Uh, what it was was a mass UFO sighting that took place back in March of 1994 where you had just dozens of people calling 911 to report what they were seeing as they were seeing it. And a lot a lot of these uh, voice recordings have been uh, saved, and you can, you can find them all over the Internet to play back, and you can just really hear the concern. Uh, sometimes a shock in people's voice as they relay what they're saying to the police. And I think even the disbelief and shock in the voice of the police. Now, this article that we're looking at first goes back to a year after it happened, March 13, 1995, uh, in the Chicago Tribune, written by Ellen Krieger. It says, lights, radar blips still have Michigan folks wondering. And she starts off by saying, one year ago last Wednesday, something strange happened in western Michigan. A 911 call recorded the scene. National Weather Service radar operator says, what is really going on down there? All of Michigan police officer Jeff Feldhouse says, we don't know. People are calling in and telling us about these strange objects. Radar operator, what did it look like? Feldhouse, witnesses are seeing five or six objects, some cylindrically shaped, circles with blue, red, white, and green lights. We've had reports from South Howland, Michigan, and over in northern Allegan County, lots of lights moving all over the place. Radar operator. There were three and sometimes four blips, and they weren't planes. Planes show us pinpoints on the scope. These were the size of half a thumbnail. They were from five to 12,000 feet at times, moving all over the place. Three were moving toward Chicago. I never saw anything like it before, not even when I'm doing severe weather. Now, that's just a snippet between this police officer and the radar operator. Of course, the police officer is talking to uh, the folks who are, who are observing these things who are outside looking up, you know, in their backyards, seeing these uh, strange craft just hovering there. And the radar operator closes it. He's in an enclosed building looking at the radar itself, and he's saying, he's talking about this police officer saying, you know, what are those things? The cop's asking him, what are these things? Nobody knows what they are, but he knows that they're not airplanes. And, of course, especially back in 1994, they wouldn't have been drones. But he says they're too big for airplanes. You know, an airplane is is, repre- is represented by a, an image on the radar screen the size of a blip, just a little, you know, maybe the size of a pencil eraser. These things are showing up as, as the size of uh, – you know, half your thumbnail. There's these craft, whatever they are, whatever these things are, they're enormous compared compared to a, a passenger airplane. He goes on. He says, in one of Michigan's greatest unsolved mysteries, nobody has been able to explain the UFOs seen by hundreds of people in Western Michigan on March 8, 1994. What has happened to the people who saw the light that night? The radar operator who saw the UFOs has transferred out. Now we're going to catch up with him in a minute. 
Velthouse still works as a Holland police officer. Other witnesses are eager to recall their awesome experiences and still wonder what were those lights in the sky. These sightings would have to fall into the category of a true unidentified flying object, says Dr. Michael Swartz, professor of natural science at Western University and former editor of the Journal of UFO Studies, a scholarly journal. The radar returns were definitely anomalous, completely unexplained. But was it, you know, aliens? Quote, it's not unreasonable to think it could be something from another galaxy, says Randy Murphy of Ada, Michigan, who saw the lights directly above her house that night. I don't believe for a minute that it was any kind of alien structure. I think there is a fairly strong earthly explanation for that, says Leo Greiner, director of the National Weather Service in Muskegon. Well, here you go. So they, we have one, we have, we have that radar operator on the ground who witnesses these things and says, I don't know what they are. But then they go to the director, that's your appeal for authority, who says, oh, well, there's definitely a strong explanation. Well, let's hear what that explanation is. The UFO sighting was the largest in the United States in 1994 based on the number of people who reported it. UFO researchers called it a major radar-confirmed UFO flap with more than 300 witnesses, including a police officer. Most important, it showed up on the radar of an operator at the National Weather Service at Muskegon County Airport. Quote, we can explain way... We can explain away 80 to 90% of UFO sightings, says Walter Anders of the Mutual UFO Network at Texas Space Investigation Group. It's that other 10% that we're interested in. Here's what researchers have concluded so far about the Holland UFO sighting. It wasn't a weather balloon, small plane, marsh gas, advertising blimp, satellite, falling star, helicopter, space debris, or military aircraft. The Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, has interviewed dozens of witnesses, including Holly Graves of Holland, who described the lights that night to be to police as a string of Chinese lights up in the sky. I think our Christmas lights up in the sky. Though several witnesses shot videotape of the lights, in the video all you see are these lights darting about, says Shirley Tafoya, Michigan director of MUFON. MUFON, always suspicious of government cover-ups, has obtained radar computer data from that night and is combing it for UFO clues. Reiner of the National Weather Service believes that the Federal Aviation Administration knows what happened that night, but isn't saying. Well, I don't know. I, what, I'm, not, I'm not sure what he's trying to imply there. If any aircraft are within a given area, then the FAA has to know what's going on in that area, but most of the time they won't acknowledge anything, not even to us, he says. Now, why would you, why would you engage in this unnecessary secretiveness? This, is, this, this, this really kind of kind of strikes me as odd. He says, I think I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. Once I retire from the National Weather Service, I might tell somebody. Whew, boy, uh, it's been 28 years, and I still don't think we've heard out of this fellow, so I'm not sure what he thought it was. The FAA in Chicago did not return calls. The sightings inspired a flood of calls from UFO fans as far away as Japan and Australia. People in 42 counties in Michigan called to report that they'd seen the lights as far north as the Upper Peninsula. Uh, you, can, you can look at the map on uh, in Michigan, and, and of course, uh, Holland is over here next to the lake, like Lake Michigan. And it's, I don't know, maybe halfway up the state or something, not even. So, you know, that's got to be a couple hundred miles away, I'm guessing, if it's, if it's being spotted for up in the UP. It says... A lot of people who said they saw the lights were probably looking at 
Venus or the moon, said Scott Rutherford to Grand Haven. But I know a lot of people who said they saw the lights were probably looking at Venus or the moon, says Scott Rutherford of Grand Haven. But I know what I was looking at was not a planet and not an airplane. So you see, even there, one of the witnesses who, who saw this thing, he can't believe that other people saw it, but he knows that he saw it. That's cute. Well, that was an article from Chicago Tribune uh, a year after it happened back in 1995, which I thought was a pretty decent job. But let's take a look at what's going on more recently. Um, we've been we've been uh, hearing that they have brought this thing up on Netflix. Now, uh, if you want to go and really listen to a lot of the uh, 911 calls, uh, there's a great site here, Banana. 1015.com. I think this must be a local radio station up there. Banana1015.com. And if you can, you can go to their site, you'll find this uh, Holland 1994 UFO report. And they've got some great uh, video, uh, audio downloaded there, but you can listen to it. But if we look at the little report they wrote, it was pretty good too. It says, one of the most credible UFO incidents in history took place in Michigan 28 years ago this month. The 1994 Lake Michigan UFO event took place on the eastern shore of Lake Michigan on March 8, 1994. It's also sometimes referred to as the Holland sighting because the majority of sightings reported came from Holland, Michigan. On March 8, 1994, hundreds of calls were made to 911 with reports of strange lights in the sky. What made this so credible wasn't only the number of calls and reports that were made to 911, but also who made those reports. Reports were made by Michigan residents, police, and even a meteorologist. Some of the calls reported seeing what looked like four full moons over a line of trees. Now think about that. If they looked like four full moons, that would mean these things were really incredibly large, which corresponds to what the meteorologist said about how uh, big these images were on the radar screen and how they were just, you know, it looks like dozens of times bigger than a, a uh, passenger airplane. He says, one witness explained what she saw to the Detroit Free Press on the 25th anniversary of the incident. Quote, I watched them for half an hour where I'm facing them. The one on the far left moved off. It moved to the highway and then came back in the same position. The one to the right was gone and in blink of an eye, and then eventually everything disappeared quickly. So think about these giant objects, maybe thousands of feet across, and think about how they're just moving effortlessly at high speeds, appearing and disappearing with just no trace of where they're coming from or going to. It goes on and says, the incident really freaked out a lot of people, so much so that they even kept their kids home from school after it happened. Some of these kids today are still not comfortable talking about the subject. Then it says Jack Bushong, a meteorologist that had been working for the National Weather Service that night, tracked the objects on radar. At one point, one of the objects stopped and started hovering. Quote, and then it shot up about 5,000 feet, then 10,000 feet. I was getting it just straight up. I saw, I either saw them hovering or they were jumping at a high rate of speed over to the next spot. Then there were two other spots jumping to get back into the same triangle, and they kept doing this. Now, this description of them skipping or jumping from one spot to the next, if, so a lot of these uh, 
sightings, encounters, whatever, people report these things moving from, you know, one place into the sky to, you know, maybe miles or hundreds of miles across the sky. And it's, it's as if they just hop or jump. So they're appearing in one place and then suddenly appearing in another place. They're shifting. This is more of this, almost more of this shape-shifting uh, behavior, which strikes me that these things are more uh, extra-dimensional, or whatever you want to call them, as opposed to being a mechanical object. Okay, these these are way beyond something mechanical. It goes on. It says the May 1994 Michigan Lake Michigan UFO event was a really big deal and has been featured in books, television shows, and documentaries. It goes on. It says according to uh, to the debrief, this case remains a contender for one of the most thoroughly researched and verifiably documented mass UFO sightings on record. Today, it's really hard to take UFO reports serious due to the number of drones flying around, not to mention the fact that there are over 5,000 satellites overhead. So what was in the sky on March 1994, no one knows, is still a mystery 28 years later. Well, I can tell you that there's a big difference between seeing a satellite, you know, uh, cruising across the sky compared to uh, what these people had, which was... Uh, a truly not just a sighting, but an encounter with these things where they're watching them. They're describing these four objects the size of full moons rising up across the tree lines. That's not a satellite. Now, there's one other article I want to just look at quickly before we close. This one, uh, also recent, published October 16th, updated uh, the 21st. This is written by Austin Harvey, checked by John Karoski. Uh, the website is allthatsinteresting.com. Uh, the title says, The Enduring Mystery of the 1994 Lake Michigan UFO Incident. On March 8, 1994, hundreds of people called 911 to report eerie lights above Lake Michigan, but their true origin remains unknown to this day. And I believe the last article said there were 300 people called in. Yeah, that's 1994, man. But it, no, I mean, cell phones existed, but, you know, few and far between. 300 people got on landlines and called in the police station. On March, 1990, March 8, 1994, residents living along the shore of Lake Michigan witnessed one of the most widespread UFO sightings in history. Bright, multicolored orbs appeared over the water and could be seen as far south as the Indiana state line, dancing erratically across the night sky. Now, we've already said people reported them clear up into the UP. So, you know, you're seeing these things maybe, maybe 100 miles in one direction and two or 300 miles in another direction. These things are being reported from a long ways away. Local police were overwhelmed with people calling in to report the flying objects, and total dispatches received over 300 calls from concerned citizens. So 300 people called in. How many people saw this thing? I'm guessing way over 3,000, right? So what, what's, what's the percentage of people that are going to bother to call 911? just because they saw strange lights. The National Weather Service later confirmed the presence of large objects in the sky over the lake. Objects they were certain were not planes. When they were gone, they vanished without a trace. It goes on and says, however, despite dozens of witness interviews, no explanation has ever been given regarding the lights, which are now the subject of an episode on Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries. Well, I don't know if explanations have been given, but people have certainly come up with some ideas of what they might be. We, we've ruled a lot of things out. I mean, we went over that whole list of things from helicopters to uh, swamp gas. We know it wasn't that. It says, so what really happened that night in 1994? Inside the 1994 Lake Michigan UFO incident, 
quote, I got UFOs in my backyard, Cindy Bravada of Grand Haven, Michigan, told a friend over the phone on March 8, 1994. According to the De Detroit Free Press, Pravda was one of the hundreds of people who saw the collection of five or six glowing orbs above Lake Michigan. More than two decades after the event, she still remembered it clearly. These people aren't going back on their story. And this is another thing. This thing happened near Lake Michigan. You, know, you have to ask yourself, is there a connection between these UFOs? And, and oftentimes we hear about these things around large bodies of water. I watched them for half an hour, she said, where I'm facing them. The one on the far left moved off. It moved to the highway and then came back in the same position. The one to the right was gone in the blink of an eye, and then eventually everything disappeared quickly. Lozana says it, it wasn't only residents of Grand Haven who saw the lights either. Similar accounts were given by people in Holland, 22 miles away. Among Holland witnesses were Daryl and Holly Graves and their son, Joy. I saw six lights out the window above the barn across the street, Joy said. I got up, went to the sofa, and looked up at the sky. They were red and white and moving. Sightings were reported from Lidington, Michigan, all the way down to the Indiana State Line, 200 miles away. Okay, that's 200 miles. Wow. Calls were coming in not only to police, but also to the Michigan chapter of the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON a volunteer nonprofit founded in 1969 that claims to be the world's oldest and largest civilian UFO investigation and research organization. While it is certainly strange for such a large number of people to report the same phenomenon, perhaps the most compelling evidence regarding the Lake Michigan UFO event came from the observations of a radar operator for the National Weather Service. Then he goes on, he says, uh, the mysterious objects caught on radar over Lake Michigan, one Holland police officer, Jeff Belthaus, heard statements from numerous witnesses, all of whom described exactly what Providence and the Graves family saw, bright, flashing orbs moving in seemingly random directions. And now we're talking large orbs. Some of them, like I said, described the size as the size of a full moon. According to Debrief, after seeing the lights for himself, Belthaus called a meteorologist named Jack Bouchong, who was stationed at the NWS office in Muskegon County, and that's the National Weather Service. Their conversation was published a year after the event, and it has been made publicly available by Buffon in the years since, along with numerous calls from witnesses. Throughout the call, Bouchong and Veltaus discussed other mundane explanations for the unidentified objects, including a nearby radio tower with newly installed lights. As the call went on, however, Bushong became increasingly excited as he tried to describe the instantaneous movements of the cylindrical objects he saw. So these things are moving basically at the speed of light. At one point in the call, Bushong confirmed that he saw three and sometimes four blips on the radar and that they weren't planes. Planes show us pinpoints on the scope, he said. These were the size of half a thumbnail. They were, for, they were from five... 12,000 feet at times. Now I have to assume that he doesn't mean altitude, that he's saying the size of these things, or maybe he does mean altitude, moving all over the place. <coughs> Three were moving toward Chicago. I never saw anything like it before, not even when I'm doing severe weather. <coughs> now, if these things are traveling at 5,000 to 12,000 feet altitude, and people are reporting them to be <coughs> the size of a, of a full moon, I can't even imagine how big they are. And to think that they're moving at just such, you know, hyper speeds. Bushong later revealed that when he found out his phone call with Beltas had been recorded, he was terrified that people would think he'd lost his mind. Goes on and says, just that, <clears throat> just that people think you're a kook, he said to Wood TV, or you're lying. You're not credible. 
I'm supposed to be a scientist and skeptical, but there was no simple explanation for what Bushong had seen. He went down the line of technical glitches and weather phenomena, yet nothing lined up with what he was seeing on his screen. As he described it, the solid objects were seemingly coming together and moving apart, moving about 20 miles in each jump. They were hovering, then jumping, hovering, and jumping. So they're moving 20 miles at a time, instantly. Just instantly. And like he says, he's the radar operator. He says, these things, these, these aren't storms. They, they aren't lightning. These are solid objects. He even described them as, as being cylindrical. It appeared to him as if the objects were forming a wide triangle spreading out over Lake Michigan. Still, despite everything he saw, Bouchong waited over two decades to speak out, fearing that he might lose his job. He only spoke about it again after the U.S. government released a report confirming that military pilots have indeed seen unidentified flying objects. Quote, I guess I've been waiting for this vindication, Bouchong said, which I didn't think I was going to get at all in my life. Well, here you go. I guess that's the best thing about these about these UFO videos being released by the Navy. It makes it allows other people who have had sightings and encounters to feel confident enough to come out and talk about their situation publicly. And here it is twenty eight years later, this radar operator and I believe I saw him online that he's retired now is is talking about this and still saying yeah everything I said in there was true story hasn't changed so it says what happened what really happened during the Lake Michigan UFO incident the Lakeshore event is one of the most well-documented and compelling examples of UFO activity but it's for whether or not it proves that extraterrestrial aliens have visited planet Earth the jury is still out Years after the event, Bushlong spoke to WWMT and revealed even more information about what he saw on the radar screen that night in 1994 as he was watching one of the objects, which he described as coasting at about 100 miles per hour. It suddenly rose to 5,000 feet, then 10,000 feet straight in the air. It was almost as if it was, if it was saying to me, hey, I know you can see me, he said. Well, this is not uncommon. This observer effect is if these things want to establish some kind of communication or at least they want to be seen at their highest Bushong said the objects reached 60,000 feet and continued to move in odd patterns until they reached the south end of Lake Michigan where he observed about a dozen similar objects which were mostly stationary for two hours NWS didn't National Weather Service didn't want to become the UFO reporting center for the United States, so that's really why they had to duck and cover for this one, he later said. Bushong faced ridicule for years after the incident, but given the recent report of the United States government regarding the existence of UFOs, his account has gained, has gained some more credibility. You know, this guy was just telling the truth, okay? He was telling the truth in real time. I don't think he needed to do anything to gain credibility, and I don't think anything needed to happen for him to gain credibility. I mean, we live in a country where people can spend the, less, the rest of their life in, in prison or possibly face execution based on an eyewitness account. Now, we have 300 eyewitness accounts, plus we have police officers involved. They're supposed to be reliable witnesses, and we have a, a professional, basically he's a scientist, a meteorologist here involved, if he's not a reliable witness to an airborne event like this, I don't know who is. Unfortunately, there are still more questions than answers regarding Lake Michigan, UFO event in 1994, and the mysterious surrounding it. And the mystery surrounding it may never be solved. Well, 
I'm not sure that the point is to solve the mysteries as much as it is to just admit that the mysteries exist. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.